Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive into the show. Welcome to this week's podcast episode and this week I'm talking about why are you tired all the time and this is kickstarting a little mini series I thought I would do over the next for you few, few weeks, four weeks, so I'm trying to say, which I'm just going to call the why do I series. So why are you tired? Why are you bloated? Why are you constipated? Why are your hormones out of balance? Why is your skin? Why do you have acne? Looking really at why to really equip and empower you to know exactly what's going on in your body. Because when you know what's going on in your body, you know what to do about it. And when you know what to do about it, you see really fast results. It's amazing. When you get that laser focused, when you actually deal and solve the right problem in your body or the right problems, that's when you're like, oh my goodness, my skin's clearing up. Oh my goodness, I'm not bloated anymore. Or like a client I was chatting to last week. Oh my goodness, you know what? I've had reflux and acid reflux for decades. And you know what? I can't remember the last time I had it. That's what happens when you actually deal with, stop following random formulas, actually deal with the root of the problem. That's when you see amazing results. Okay. Or another client, actually, I just thinking of them wrapping up a program with terrible pain levels. When we get, when we figure out their whys, and sometimes there's one why for people, sometimes there's several. When you figure those out, you see amazing progress. And the great thing is you could be like this client struggling with a symptom for decades, tens of years. (laughs) But actually it didn't take a decade for us to shift that. Actually we've been working with each other for like two months. That's why this is so powerful. That's why I'm doing a series about it. Okay. So I hope that you find it helpful. Otherwise, how are you doing? Thank you for being here. I'm recording this at the very end, the last day of January. So well done us. We have done January. January 2022. We did it. I feel like it's gone fast. There's been highs, there's been lows, <laughs> but we are ready for February. I'm excited about February because the girls, I have twin girls, if you did not know, um, they turn one. I'll probably do a whole episode about that, um, of just one year postpartum from having twins. And I also have a three-year-old toddler. So this past year, I am so, so proud of myself. <laughs> so proud of myself. Their birthday celebration, their first birthday celebration is unashamedly a celebration of myself. A little bit my partner and husband too, because he's worked really hard as well. But I'm the one that got them out, created them, birthed them, fed them. I am, I actually feel emotional talking about it. I am so proud of myself. It's been, it's been a hard and wild year and very boring year. I say that wild makes it sound like it's been really exciting. Babies are boring, in my opinion. (laughs) So (laughs) it's been wild in that it's been really dull and there's not been always lots of sleep and it's just been intense. So I am so proud of myself. I think I'm going to take a couple of weeks probably to just process that. Um, And I'm currently thinking about how I want to celebrate myself. Yes, we'll celebrate the girls because they're awesome and they're such a gift. I'm so proud of them. But how do I want to celebrate myself as well for getting through this year? So currently I'm thinking spa day, actually on the girl's birthday. Because I was like this, you know, they're two and one. They don't know it's their birthday. They don't care. So I was like, I could just, because I was like, I could take a day off work, you know, to spend time with them. But 
they're one. They don't care. They don't know. So I was like, maybe I should take the day off work to take myself on their birthday to a spa day to celebrate me. So <laughs> that's my current thoughts. Um, so yeah, that is happening, which is exciting. Um, other than that, I've just been, January's been a relatively slow month in terms of just working with clients. I don't say it's actually felt quite busy, but just wrapping up programs with clients, chatting to potentially new clients about stuff, you know, doing all of that kind of thing. So also been building my new office. So as of the end, as of February, I should be in there by the end of this week. I need to defume it because it's full of toxic fumes. So there ain't no way I'm moving into an office and just breathing in. FYI, if you ever do renovations, paint, new flooring, laminate, plaster work, super toxic <laughs> never like paint a room while you're sleeping in it like no get air purifiers get those several of those babies on purify that air super toxic open those windows fyi free tip for you <laughs> um so yeah so that's been happening and yeah i'm just enjoying um client work seeing their progress and just kind of slowly easing into the year if that makes sense um FYI, I do have space for new clients. I've wrapped up with two or three new clients this month. I've been talking to several people about those spaces. So as of recording this, I have space. I probably have at least one space, maybe two, to get started at the end of February, start of March. So if you are interested in working with me, you want to know more, you want to find out what it is, what the investment is, what it feels like, like what labs we would run, go to keziahall.com forward slash book if you're ready to invest in your health. I'd love to help you. I offer um, installment plans, all of that sort of stuff. The calls itself are really chilled. They don't commit you to anything, um, but it would just be really, it's just easier and more efficient to just chat it through. And I love chatting to you and I would love to help you. So keziahall.com forward slash book, book in your free Zoom call. We can chat it through and we can get started at the end of February, start of March keziahall.com forward slash book. Otherwise, let's talk about why you are tired all the time and what to do about it. Why are you tired all the time? This is part of my why series. And today I'm going to be looking at, well, answering that question, essentially looking at how um, you can really utilize and boost and increase your energy this year. And the way that you do that is by knowing why it's happening. So much of, I personally think of the problem in our conventional medicine system, there's lots of benefits, there's also some negatives, is that there's no space to ask why. There's often not investigations for why. You're just kind of told you have a thyroid problem. If you ask why, oh, it just happens. If you're tired and anxious, oh, you're a young mum or you're a mum or, you know, you're getting older, like age, circumstances are often blamed and they're often not the reason. Sometimes they are for sure, but a lot of the time they're not. And I think you have a right to know why something's happening. I think it's a really logical question. I remember chatting to so many doctors. Some of them were really useless. Some of them were really helpful and really trying to help me. You know, when I had chronic diarrhea and I was just so anxious um, couldn't leave the house. I just remember being like, why does this keep happening? You tell me I don't have Crohn's and colitis and I'd had biopsies done and tests and, um, you know, they checked me all the time for celiac disease. Like I just had all the things done and it was just like, oh, it just, just happens to some people or you're just very stressed. Um, and it's not to say that that wasn't the case, but I don't think the stress was <laughs> necessarily the reason for it. Like, the, you know, it was I was stressed because I was shitting myself all the time. <laughs> 
essentially, you know, that was, it was, I could, it wasn't chicken and egg. I could see where that had begun. So I think asking why is a really powerful question. It can be frustrating at times in our conventional medicine system because you might not always feel heard, but that doesn't mean you should give up or not get an answer. And yet sometimes the answer is some things are mysterious and we don't know why, but I, it, it's worth going through a thorough questioning process to get to that result as opposed to, oh, it's because you have young kids. No, you probably have a thyroid problem or there's gut dysbiosis happening or your sleep quality is poor or you have nutrient depletions or your iron is low. or Like I generally think most people I work with, there's a really clear set of whys. And I would really love for the series to empower you to first of all, get used to asking that question. Maybe you've recently been thinking, you know, I'm really struggling in my mental health. I think maybe I need to go and talk to the doctor and start on something like a medication to help. Ask why, why is that? What have it, do a bit of problem solving. Start working with me if you don't want to do that. That's, that's what I love doing. I love figuring out some of the whys and some of the bigger picture stuff that's going on. Um, because there's, the body isn't um, out to do you harm. It's actually always trying to protect you. So there's often always a reason for its symptoms. And yeah, anyway, I could talk about that for a while. But you are here and we're listening. So why... Are you tired all the time? Why is your energy low? This can comes up a lot with clients. I work with a lot of people whose energy is low. I just wrapped up um, this this like, last week actually with a client who came to me and we knew she had thyroid issues um, that had been diagnosed and you know was on medication, blah, 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 but still so tired and just constant crashing of energy. Kind of was just told, well, you have a thyroid issue, you have young kids, like, nah, oh well, sort of deal with it. And she just didn't need to. She didn't need to have those massive energy crashes. There's so much around it. So this is something that comes up a lot, something I've dealt with a lot um, unofficially with like chronic fatigue. I was never diagnosed with chronic fatigue because I didn't pursue it by that point, but I really struggled not that long ago, probably, well, maybe it is longer now, probably about five, six or seven years ago with um, kind of joint issues and a lot of chronic fatigue. And um, so I know a lot about <laughs> getting people's energy up. So let's look at it. Why are you tired? Basically, there's two big picture reasons. Number one is you are not producing enough energy. That much makes sense. Number two, you are leaking energy all the time. So you could be producing loads of energy, but your energy bucket has tons of holes in is another way of thinking about it. Or you're just not making enough stuff to go in your energy bucket or both. A lot of the time when people have really big energy issues, it's both. There can be issues with the production and they're just like their energy bucket is just full of holes and they're just like, it's leaking out all the time. So let's look at energy leaks first. This is where your body is wasting its energy, where it's kind of being spent and or overspending energy. Whenever I talk with clients about energy, I always use the analogy of money. Think about your energy like money. Use overspending. Energy isn't an infinite resource. You don't have infinite energy. That's not how the body works. That's why we have to sleep. That's why we have to rest. So it's a bit like money. You have a certain amount that you spend. If you spend too much, you go in the red. You end up in debt and you can end up in energetic debt a lot of the time. That's what happens when clients are seeing me, they're often already at that phase where if we think about it from a monetary perspective, they're like 10 grand in debt, for example, energetically. So that can be a helpful uh, metaphor. It can also be really helpful um, because one of the ways that people can leak energy is the management, the mismanagement of their energy. And this is probably a boring place to start, but it's worth mentioning 
and something that I always touch on to some degree with clients because it's this is a part of um adulting I call it is if you constantly spend your energy and never take the time and never consciously replenish your energy you're going to end up an energetic get just think about it like it's your spending if every if you just constantly spent 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 all your money with the idea that you're just going to have loads left in your bank account no like we know as adults that's not how that works so it can be helpful to take that metaphor of that economy to your energy as as kids we tend to not think about spending our energy or managing our energy but and I I say this you know I'm 34 and this is something I've been learning in the last few years of how do I manage my energy well so you can waste energy through mismanagement you just uh, have this expectation that your energy is limitless and infinite and you just spend, spend 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 your energy on everyone else and you spend zero energy on um, or zero time or intention on recouping, on investing, on filling up your energetic bank account because you spend it on other people or whatever energy you get, you spend very quickly. Okay. You know, if you think about someone that gets some money and they spend it instantly, people that have struggled with chronic fatigue are often like that. And um, I found when um, you know, say you've had a while where you've been really low energy. You, as soon as you get a little bit of energy, you're like, oh, I'm going for a run. And then they end up back in a flare up and an energy crash. <laughs> so the management of energy is important. So number one, if you're a one energy leak is management, uh, energy mismanagement. It's very boring to talk about, but thinking about it like money can be a helpful way of thinking about it. Okay. Another way that we can leak energy is toxins. Um, This can be through plastics, environmental toxins. This can be through heavy metals, lead, mercury, aluminium, these kind of things. This can be through mold, having mold in your home, ingesting all those mycotoxins, them getting into your system can cause a lot of problems. If you are living in an environment currently or have lived in an environment in the past, but has been quite toxic. Maybe it's been your job. Maybe you worked as a cleaner. Maybe I have a client at the moment who's been a hairdresser for many decades with and just a, a salon. You know, you don't think of a hairdresser as a toxic environment, but especially like 20 years ago, the hair dyes, the sprays, the fumes, working in that 12 hours a day is a toxic environment. It might be you work in a lab or even just being a cleaner, you know, all of these kind of things can be highly, highly toxic. So toxins can be, I know that's a big broad category but that can massively um leak be an energy leak waste or a way of wasting your energies your body's really struggling with its exposure to mold or it's really struggling with um exposure to um it's got mercury or too much lead in your system that it just can't handle that makes a big big difference so toxins are a big one another thing that's worth saying a way of um leaking energy is viruses so you can have viruses you know viruses will come and a lot of the time they just end up um staying in your system but calm down but you might have or like I know I growing up I had a lot of Epstein-Barr from glandular fever um so I know that that is viral thing is still in my system so I have to do quite a lot of work still just to keep on on top of that antiviral activity COVID or any like post-viral fatigue that's a really common phenomenon long COVID all of these kind of things um, viruses basically can be a massive energy leak. Um, a vi- when you have when you get a virus into your system, your immune system mounts a response. If your immune system doesn't calm down, if that makes sense, if it stays active, you can end up with just not active. This is a very simplistic way of talking about it, but that can just create a massive energy drain on your body. It takes a lot of energy for your immune system to defend you, defend itself and to like let's just 
use the analogy of switching off viruses or eating up bacteria or whatever it is. So viruses can be the one. Another thing that I see all the time, this is the gut God I show, of course, that wastes people's energy, even if they don't have digestive issues, is gut dysbiosis or imbalance within the gut. You might be sitting here being like, Kezia, I'm just really tired all the time and I'm not really sure why, but you may be not bloated and you poop like a trooper and everything's fine. That doesn't mean everything is fine in your gut. That's why it's one of, it's the test I run with basically all my clients. Whether you're coming to me with acne, whether you're coming to me with um, digestive issues or reflux or anusitis or um, depression, I want to check in on your gut. So important. So that is a massive massive energy leak. If you have candida, if you have a parasite, if you have imbalances, like whatever it is, big one. Um, Another thing that obviously can be a way that your energy can be leaking from you is using that analogy or the way that you're wasting energy is food intolerances. Maybe you're eating foods every day that just don't get on with you. Recent example, like within the last couple of weeks. Um, Over Christmas time, it's Christmas, um, I was eating more dairy. I love cream and coffee. So that was like my Christmas day, one of my Christmas day treats and just love it. But I love dairy. Dairy doesn't love me. Just, just really clear. It's just it's partly genetics, partly all of these things. So I end up just with like some mild, like, you know, cold stuff over Christmas. Then just last weekend, um, went away with some girlfriends for like a celebrate my birthday, ended up having, I think, oh, bits of cheese, like not loads of dairy, just a little bit. Again, by the end of the weekend, started to feel a little bit virally, just a little bit under the weather because I have a food intolerance to dairy. Like cow's dairy does not do me good. I actually can tolerate goats really well, which is awesome. But cow, no, 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 no. So that was a wasting. That was like um, having that dairy just kind of put more pressure on my immune system. It was a way of wasting energy. So I ended up with a bit of an ear infection viral thing. It kind of cleared up after a few days because I know how to support my immune system and my immune system is actually... It, it's in pretty it's in pretty good nick, thankfully. So it bopped it on the head quite quickly. But it's just an example of how much, you can just a little bit of that food intolerance for me. Now, everyone's different. Not everyone is intolerant to dairy. That's totally fine. But food intolerances play a big, big role, whether it's gluten, whether it's eggs, whether it's dairy, whether it's onions, whether whatever it is, huge, huge role and can be a mass. If you think every day, say you have a food intolerance to gluten, and you eat it probably three times a day with each meal. Can you see how draining that is on your energy? It's massive, 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 massive. Okay, another way that we waste our energy or that we have these energy leaks, another energy leak is high, a lot of refined sugar because that impacts your blood sugar regulation. So your blood sugar regulation plays a huge role in your energy and your mental health. So dealing with refined sugar and really balancing out your blood sugar and your insulin management makes the biggest difference. This was actually one of my big problems when I talk about before, like what, five or six years ago at the start of that kind of my own chronic fatigue is my blood sugar was actually very, was all over the place in hindsight. There was some thyroid issues, blood sugar issues. I was over-exercising. There was just a whole lot of stuff going on. So blood sugar regulation, really, really important. Another way that you could be wasting energy or having energy leak from you is just medication. So make medications that you're on every day can be really helpful. You know, obviously, you know, you're taking medication 
to, to get benefit of it. So let's just assume you are getting that benefit, but it does come with that added layer of burden onto your liver in terms of processing it, passing it through, checking it's all right. Medications can sometimes be a bit of an energy leak. Some medications, you know, the known side effect is lowered energy production, depending on the mechanisms and pharmacology of the medication. So that's a big one. Um, disease, certain disease, maybe, you know, you have cancer or another kind of label by disease. I mean, something that you've got a label for that generally you could just summarize that state of inflammation in your body, that state of dis-ease will inevitably be causing your energy to leak. So maybe you have PCOS, maybe you have pre-type 2 diabetes, maybe you have um, even things like, you know, eczema, like whatever, IBS, you know, that state of dis-ease will be draining to your body because essentially what that label is telling you is that there is inflammation, that there is energy leaks, essentially disease. You could just think of massive energy leaks, massive mitochondrial dysfunction. So, um, that can be another one. Another one is obviously um, under or over-exercising. Say you're exercising too much because maybe you love it, because you're a bit addicted to it, because you're training for an Ironman, Iron Woman, marathon, whatever. Over-exercising. Obviously, if you think about exercise, exercise is you spending energy. So it's you, in, you know, if we think about money, it'd be you being like, oh, I'm spending, you know, say you training for a marathon and you run four or five times a week. Every run is maybe like the equivalent of you spending 100 pounds. If you're not really good at replenishing that, replenishing your bank account, your energetic bank account, it very quickly becomes energetic debt, very quickly. Same with under-exercising. Maybe you just never, ever exercise. Now, again, you've got to be careful with this if you are chronically fatigued. By no means. If you are really struggling fatigued, do you need to go out and go for a run? No. No, 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 no. But if you know generally you're quite well and your energy is just a little bit rubbish, it might just be because you need to move your body in a gentle way. If you know your energy is really poor and that when you exercise, everything gets worse, do not exercise and ideally come and work with me so we can figure that out. <laughs> because I see that all the time with my clients. I often don't get my clients who are really fatigued to start any sort of exercise plan until they're at the point where they almost feel like their energy is like runneth over. You know, they're like, they're almost like desperate to do something. That's when you're like, okay, their energetic bank account is really in the black. They're really, you know, they've got a good buffer. You don't really want to be doing regular or intense exercise until you've got that in it. Like if we think again, metaphor of the bank account, until you have a really good um, buildup of like energetic supply, as it were, you know, or on a money perspective, think about, you know, when you've moved from 10 grand debt to 10 grand plus in your bank, that's when you might want to start spending it on exercise. So those are just, I mean, that is by no means a comprehensive list that, but those are the things I see most common, even just thinking recently with working with a couple of clients around energy and the things that come up in the lab tests and things that we discover like these are some of the big things that people are wasting their kind of or leaking energy on or things that your body just spends a lot of energy dealing with food intolerances um, certain disease molds my um, gut dysbiosis heavy metals toxins like mismanagement of energy uh, uh, um, stress that's sorry other thing I've got to mention when you're balancing your nervous system and stress a huge thing if you are constantly go 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 with your nervous system in that um, sympathetic nervous state it takes a lot of energy because essentially primarily if you think about what's happening unconsciously your body thinks it's about to die it's about to be chased by a bear so it 
funnels tons of energy into getting that adrenaline cortisol like getting you to go 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 so it spends a lot of energy because your body wants you to survive but chances are you're really stressed not because a bear's about to rip your head off but because you've been scrolling on instagram and that stent sent you on a thought spiral or because you got an email that the tone was hard to read and you're a bit like are they annoyed at me or you got left out of a whatsapp group or whatever it is and but we will spend a lot of energy our bodies will spend energy like it is a life-threatening thing and that can be a massive massive energy leak so it might be you know as simple as you have some food intolerances going on and your nervous system is in stress mode is in that sympathetic nervous system that sympathetic mode too often because really your nervous system, you want it to swing regularly from sympathetic to parasympathetic nervous state. This nice swinging like a pendulum throughout the day. The goal is not that you're just constantly zen. That's not realistically how it's going to work in real life. But you, I do is that you move easily, easily being the operative word between the two. So it might be that you have some food intolerances going on and your body is just stressed out all the time. And those two things you could be wasting so much energy on on a 24-7 basis and could be pretty simple fixes. Or like some of my clients, a lot of the time it's a bit more complicated than that. There's heavy metals going on, there's some gut dysbiosis, there's poor, um, there's maybe some medications, there's some food intolerances, there's blood sugar regulation, there's all those kind of things. So that's energy leaks. Those are things that in terms of why you might be tired all the time, it could just be your spending, quote unquote, so much energy and all these things. Now there's plenty more you could pick from. This is just a highlight. Okay, the next thing is that you're not producing enough energy. So let's do a quick biology lesson. When we're talking about energy, we're talking about ATP, which is produced by the mitochondria within your cells. So your body's made up of loads of cells. Every cell, bar your red blood cells, in your body contain a mitochondria. Think of this like your power plant of energy. Stuff needs to go in to your cell via the cell membrane and then shuttled into your mitochondria from the whole complicated set of chemical reactions with the byproduct being ATP, aka energy. So yes, you might be wasting and leaking energy, but you also need to make sure your production of ATP is also working for you and you're producing enough. So what are some of the things that could get in the way of your actual production? Well, a lot of the stuff that we just talked about, like gut dysbiosis can make a big difference, mold, toxins, these kind of things. There's, um, there's a lot of overlap in these two categories for sure. But obviously, one big thing can be nutrient depletions. So if you think about, you've got to get, well, actually, let's go back a step. Digestion, gut dysbiosis. Let's explain this another way. I know I talked about it before, but in another way. There's a reason we eat food. I <laughs> know that's really obvious, but I think sometimes we forget this. There's a reason we eat food regularly. It's because that food contains certain things that we need to survive as humans. Yeah, we're all in agreement on that. How we get those things in the food that we need to survive as humans into our cells and into our bloodstream and into our bodies and to our organs and to do all the things it needs to do is digestion. So, if your digestion is poor, it is highly likely that you are going to have a whole lot of nutrient depletions going on and that you are not getting these essential nutrients that you need for certain chemical reactions, enzyme reactions, all the things going on in your body. That is why digestion is so key. We just kind of sometimes are like, oh, food is just like to give me 
Like we just disconnect, even though we know food gives us energy, we just disconnect that. No, 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 no. Like it's not just about putting something in your mouth. It's about your body's ability to break it down, get it into your bloodstream and also get it into your cells, shuttle it into your mitochondria, which is a whole in-depth conversation. So really important looking after your gut from an energy perspective, energy production, energy leaking, supporting your gut. That's why I've worked with this with my clients and why my clients see awesome results. So, but if there, if you don't have nutrient depletion, so going back to my further point, nutrient depletion is a big role. So in order to make ATP, your body needs certain things. It needs like um, magnesium. It needs uh, glucose. It needs all of these different things, like directly or indirectly, B12, it needs um, L-carnitine, you know, to metabolize fat, like all of these things. So if you have depletions happening, then you probably will be struggling with your energy production. How do you know if you have depletions? If you have poor digestion, you'll most likely have uh, uh, nutrient depletions. If you have had children, made humans anytime recently, <laughs> children are a massive drain. <laughs> on your nutrient supply massively. Um, if you are vegan or long-term vegan or vegetarian, you'll most certainly have nutrient depletions unless you are super on it and regularly testing. Um, so that can make a big difference. Okay, what are the reasons um, you might not be making enough? So again, you're making energy in your mitochondria and your cells. So what are the things that can get in the way of that? You can have something, um, you can have what I would call like mitochondrial dysfunction, where it's not necessarily disease by any means, but that that whole chemical process is not optimal. And that can be affected again by things like mold. It can be affected by viruses. It can be affected by um, various different things. So really supporting a lot of the time with clients, I spend time looking at really supporting their mitochondrial function and just really optimizing that and maybe running labs to see, okay, how are they utilizing fats for energy? How about carbs? How about proteins? Like how is there, I often do something called the organic acid test, which just gives you a bit of a profile of the toxins and their mitochondrial function. So that is something you want to look at. The next thing, really obvious, sleep. Sleep is when so much happens in your body. If you are struggling with your energy, the first thing you need to look at is sleep. And this might be like, you might be like, yeah, yeah, Kezia, totally get it. But I often find with clients, a lot of clients can be complaining of low energy and yet don't give themselves enough sleep. And then you're just a bit like, this is quite obvious. Like This is, this is not like, hmm, I wonder why I'm so tired. You need to go to sleep. Now, you might have issues falling asleep. You might have issues staying asleep. There's loads we can do about that. That comes up a lot with clients. But just getting to bed earlier. Honestly, prioritizing yourself, prioritizing your mental health, physical well-being above other people's, above Netflix, like prioritizing your sleep, sleep hygiene. Oh, for goodness sake, block some blue light. <laughs> Make your room dark. Don't watch screens right before bed. Like don't have lights in your room. All the stuff that I talk about all the time with sleep hygiene. So important. Sleep. Honestly, so much stuff happens there. You really want to utilize it and make it the most productive time for you. Otherwise, it's just a bit of a waste of time. If you're just in light sleep all the time, it's frustrating. You wake up feeling tired and you've just wasted, what, like eight hours and you're not replenished. So if you're waking up feeling really tired after what was, you know, a decent night's sleep, chances are your sleep quality is poor. And with sleep, like I always say, it's about sleep quantity, 
and sleep quality. Just because you're getting eight hours of sleep does not mean that your quality of sleep is good. Vice versa, like me at the moment, my quantity of sleep isn't always amazing. I have three kids under three, twin babies. There's a lot going on. So I really focus on I do focus on quantity as well. Like I, I'm not powerless in this situation. I just go to bed early. Often my bedtime at the moment is anywhere between half eight and half nine. That's my bedtime. If I had the girls, if I'm particularly bad night with their kids, I'll be in bed by like half seven for sure. But I really focus on sleep quality because I can't control when my kids wake up. Like I can try <laughs> and I really do try. But at the end of the day, I've got three varying people that will wake up when they want to wake up. So sleep quality, really, really important. Another thing that can really affect your um, how your energy production can sometimes be medications as well. Just it, again, it depends. Medication is a very broad category, but certain um, medications can impact your actual energy production depending on how they work within the body. So those are a couple of things that can affect your um, production. Oh, the other thing would be under eating. Now, this might mean that you just don't eat enough food in general, or it might mean that you eat lots of food, but you eat a lot of poor quality food. And so you're kind of undernourished. So eating the right amount of food. So a general baseline for women, I would say of a um, pre-menopausal would be like 2000 calories. If you want to think about it that way, I never work in calories with my clients. I just don't, I'd never ask them to track calories. It's the biggest effing waste of time. <laughs> so really focus on eating enough quality food. That's really, really important. Again, because like we talked about just before, there's a reason we eat food. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You with me on that? So if you under eat, it's going to have a consequence on your energy, on your hormones, on all the things. Okay, so those are all can all be the reasons of why you are tired. Um, also, another thing. Um, oh, I've totally forgot to mention thyroid. Obviously, your thyroid production. Uh, sorry, your thyroid health in terms of production of energy and your mitochondrial function. Thyroid rules the roost. If you've been tired and chronically tired and fatigued for a long time, you need a thorough thyroid panel. One hundred percent. It makes such a difference. So again, I've totally missed, forgot to say that one, but thyroid is really important. If I have a client that's coming to me, I will always thoroughly check their, check their thyroid. Super, super important to do. 50% of the time something comes up, 50% of the time everything's fine, but you want to rule that out. Okay, so I hope this has been helpful. Know that if you are tired all the time, there will be a reason. And this is the power and importance of personalized nutrition. Like I had someone I was um, chatting to today who was thinking about working with me, just being like, kind of what's the difference between you and like the NHS in the UK, which is what we have, or like just general medicine. Like, why can't I get, like, what's the difference and why should I pay for it essentially? Which is a great question. And it really is that personalized approach. You could, you like, let's take me and my sister, for example, same genetics, we look the same, similar age, similar lifestyles, eat similar-ish diets potentially. We could both be tired, but the reasons we are tired could be totally different. I could be really struggling with mold toxicity and really poor quality sleep. She could have a massive thyroid disease and be anemic, which she is. You know, so I could supplement with iron and support my thyroid, hoping that I'd get more energy. But that's not why I have low energy. It would be useless. It'd be a waste of time, potentially even harmful. 
vice versa. She could deal when do mold detoxification all she likes, but if she never dealt with her thyroid and her iron, she's always going to feel crap. That is why personalized um, approaches to your body and to medicine make such a difference because in the big scope of conventional medicine, it's very formulaic. It's kind of like you have this disease, therefore take this medication, which can sometimes be totally appropriate for sure, but it doesn't figure out your why necessarily. Why do you have PCOS? Why do you have IBS? Why are you pre-diabetic? Why do you have eczema? Why is this going on? And this is why this is so powerful and why my clients see the results that they see. So have a think, what could be your whys and what one action, I really would love you to take one action from this call. It might be that you book a Zoom call with me to chat through working together, if that's what you're feeling. It might be that you start to work on your sleep hygiene and buy some blue light filtering glasses. It might be that you deal with dairy or whatever food intolerance you suspect you might have, whatever it is, take one action. Because I know, I see this all the time with clients, your energy, like a client from the other week, when we started working together, her energy was like a four out of 10, you know, 10 out of 10 was great energy. And then by the time we finished working together, she was more of an eight out of 10. And I know she can continue to more of a nine out of 10 for sure. You can go from a four to an eight out of 10. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say energetically, but you need to first of all, want it and then know what your why is. So I hope this is helpful. If you want my help in working through this, I would love, 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 love to help you increase your energy, balance out your hormones, support your belly, feel really, really good and know exactly what's going to work for your body. I do have spaces for new clients at the moment. Well, as of recording this. So what I want you to do is go to keziahall.com forward slash book, book in your free Zoom call. It doesn't commit you to anything. They're really chilled and fun and we can just chat through. Okay. Otherwise I'll see you next week for another for another episode in my why series yay thank you for listening to this episode if you haven't already please head to itunes and leave a review as i would be so grateful to get your feedback and it really helps me to reach more people if you are interested in working with me you know the first thing you need to do is head to keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your zoom call this is a really informal chat we'll just chat through what the program's like what you might need what lab tests are gonna help you best like you can just get all your questions asked it's no like you're not committing to anything by having one of these calls it's a really chilled fun chat i would love to speak with you as much as i love running this podcast you know it's always nice to have someone talk back. So if you're interested in working with me, I do have spaces. Head to keziahall.com forward slash book and we can chat soon. Otherwise, thank you for being here and I will see you next week.